Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. When we think about different times in history when God has moved, the one that that probably hurts my heart the most is what happened in the Baptist church, because I grew up in a Baptist church. There was a huge move of the Holy Spirit in the Baptist church early on. Um, People were being healed. They were being saved. It was just an incredible move of God. And then somewhere along the line, um, the spirit stopped moving. And so the church leaders then came up with the wonderful philosophy that, of course, if the spirit is not moving, then it must be because it's not for today. The spirit and the Holy Spirit and all the gifts of the spirit aren't for today. So I'm familiar with that one. But there's a whole bunch more. How many of you either listening in on this podcast or in the room today, how many of you remember when Promise Keepers got started? A great move with men, yes. And Promise Keepers was an actual move of God. He descended in order to gather his men because God realized that the men first will open ways And the women will follow because we have been praying. Now, the women are praying ahead of the men going first, but it's kind of like this circular piece that everything fits together. The Promise Keeper movement was an incredible move of the Holy Spirit until people got involved. And then God cannot rest where people are involved with their own stuff. And so that movement kind of went by the wayside. When Don and I were first married, there was a huge movement in the Catholic Church, a marriage encounter. Don't know how many of you remember that, but that was a legitimate move of the Holy Spirit. Now, not all Catholics are saved or spirit-filled, but there was a small group of them, actually it wasn't so small, that they were spirit-filled, and the Lord absolutely dropped on them the, the, the vision and the information about, okay, this is how marriages kind of need to operate if they want to be on the pathway of being blessed. Now, if we had not been at New Beginnings Church and been taught by Pastors Larry and Tiz, we would assume that these were just droplets of God's whimsical decision on the earth. But we know that in the Bible, there teaches a pathway. And when we're on that pathway then we're able to receive the blessings that God has for us. Everything that Jesus paid a horrendous price for us to have, but we have to be on the path. And you know, that's really hard for humans. As soon as we get on that path and have some fun with it, it's like we kind of start looking to the left. I'm going to go to the right. I can't say left anymore and be happy. They start looking to the right and wandering over there. We want to put some structure to it. We want to put some programs to it. We want to put some teaching to it. We want to have something on the social media. We want to have something on the video wall. And all of a sudden, we are more focused on those pieces, which are necessary, than we are on being on the pathway. So for the whole month of June, I'm going to be talking about the next move of God, and what we can do to make sure we don't miss it or screw it up. Amen? (laughs) Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come into your throne room. And Lord, first of all, just selfishly right now, 
I thank you that the air conditioning is working in this room. Father, there are areas in the building this morning that because of the transformer that was blown this weekend, there's no air conditioning. But thank you. Thank you that it's here in this room. Father, you know what you dropped into my heart, and you know what you had been bringing to me in the way of resources and, and stories. So let me be the first to say, get, get me out of the way. Do not let anything fall out of my mouth that is not exactly what you want everyone in this room and those listening to the podcast to know. We thank you for everyone who's here. We thank you, Father, that this will be a time when we all do a reset. And all God's people said, amen. Well, there's good news and bad news about the next move of God. Um, the good news is it's already started. The bad news is I haven't seen it here yet. <laughs> so when God started moving in that college and we saw the, the worship and Pastor Wanderson was just hungry to go visit and see what it was about. And so he flew there and he said there was no program. And he said when he walked in, he said there was like a... Um, a thickness in the air. He could almost feel it and smell it. And he didn't do anything. He didn't talk to anybody. He didn't let anybody know. Excuse me, I, I work for Pastors Larry and Tiz. He said he was just there in the presence of God, and it just absolutely went through him. He didn't, his plan was to bring it back. But he realized that what was going on there was because there was somebody that had finally gotten on that fine-tuned pathway, and that's when the Spirit of God fell. You see, God's Spirit is hunting everywhere. It's, it's above us. It's, he's hunting. He's trying to find somebody that he can bless. He's trying to find somebody that he can give new revelation to. When um, I first came back to the church many, many years ago, I was surprised at how many times on Christian radio uh, pastors were preaching the same topic. And it's like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody sends out a, a letter or an email and said, let's focus on this this week. And the Lord just dropped it in my spirit, and he said, I am always giving my children knowledge, but not everybody pays attention. He said, so what you are witnessing is that these are men and women of God who have a circumcised ear, who have heard my message, and they're teaching it. It just happens to be that they're all teaching it at the same time because I give everybody freely that, that wisdom and that knowledge. Now, when Don and I came to New Beginnings, it wasn't that everything Pastor was teaching seemed odd. It was just I'd never heard anybody explain it the way that he was explaining it. And I had grown up, as I've said before, in a church that um, we knew Jesus was a Jew and we celebrated the high holidays. I'm not sure how that started in my church. All the people that started the church are now home in heaven celebrating, but we did. We knew about Shabbat. We knew about the, the uh, first fruits. And I was shocked to find out that somebody even thought that the Jews had been replaced. I mean, to me, that was just, how can you even think that? But again, it happened because organization, which is not a sin, it's not bad, but organization sometimes has to explain something. And if God's not moving, then they have to explain why. I'm hoping that this month of June, rather than pointing a finger anywhere, we can let the Holy Spirit move on us, and we can say, what is my part in bringing the manifestation of the next great move of God that's already in place to here now? So that's my goal. I was surprised, and those of you that have been with me for a long time, you know that God uh, brings different things to me at different times that, you know, this is you're going to teach, you're going to teach. 
And uh, Pastor Troy, um, he got really upset about Gay Pride Month. And so he came out <laughs> um, and said, uh, just take a look at this. I've had my graphic designers. Did I bring that with me? Hang on just a second. Yes, thank you so much. There are two sheets to it. Uh, go ahead and pass them out. There's a top sheet and a bottom sheet. Thank you very, very much. So Pastor Troy handed me this uh, sheet, and he said, I'm going to do something, and I'm going to call June uh, is now Life Month. And I thought, oh, that's good. I like that. And then I'm kind of reading through everything until I got to the very bottom of it, and it says, questions? For more information, email contact at newbeginnings.org. And I've shared with you that usually when God um, wants me to see something, he kind of has it move up and down on the page <laughs> so that I know it's important. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at that and like, I'll be darned. That's an email that comes to my email. It's like, huh. So I think that Pastor Troy actually put all of this together um, for something for the church. And then it was like, well, I'll be darned. This is going to work perfectly with what I plan on teaching in June. Thank you, Pastor Troy. I love it. But life month, life is what we focus on. Life is what God wants. Uh, we have learned from Pastor Larry that, that the, the purpose of the Jews, the Jewish nation, was to live in such a way that the Spirit of God was always present on the earth. They were the keepers of God's word. And Ishmael's descendants, they do not embrace life. They um, almost worship death. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to be saved, but it just means that there's a difference. So focusing on life is going to be kind of the, the springboard from everything that we're going to discuss this whole month. Now, when you think of life, and I'm not talking about abortion. I'm talking about, you know, just living a life. What are some of the things that God's word that we've already learned, it says, about how to have a life that is energetic and happy and full? What are, what are some of the scripture verses that... Anybody? Pardon me? Seek him first. Yeah. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we have a lot of instructions about how to live. Seek God, the joy of the Lord. Does that mean that we are joyful with every flat tire? No. But uh, rather than looking at the flat tire as something that was a bad thing, you say, thank you, Father, for whatever you saved me from. Because I know if you allowed this to come into my life, you're, you're keeping me from someplace that I, I shouldn't have been. So thank you. That's the kind of joy we have. We don't say, yippee, I got a flat tire. Um, that's just bad theology. What does it say? Okay, Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Very good. Okay. Were you looking at my notes? <laughs> so we know that life is what God really wants for us. But we have circumstances. So I'm going to be differentiating between life that God really has for us and then circumstances. I'm not, I don't remember who it was that used the, the uh, terminology of, you know, we go through the valley. The, the focus is through, 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 through. And uh, many times when something happens in our life that we had not planned, it's like, what did I do wrong? What's God trying to teach me? Why is this happening? Um, and yet we can grab a hold of him and say, Lord, I know you're with me. I don't understand this. I don't know why I lost my job, but I know you got something good for me. And so I'm going to walk in your way and praise you for whatever you're bringing. Now, it doesn't mean that you stop looking for work. 
<laughs> it does mean that you put your hand to something and that he can bless that. And even if what you put your hand to is not exactly what he has for you, once you put your hand to something, that energy, that movement, that life force, God can move and take you to the right place. It's kind of funny sometimes that people end up getting a job somewhere and then all of a sudden they get a better offer for another job. And it's kind of like, you know, why, why did this happen? Um, our daughter, Kristen, right now, um, she's manager of a, a dental office and, um, Things have just not gone comfortable for her. And the dentist uh, who now owns the practice has not addressed any of these issues with the staff. And so Kristen turned in her notice. Now, she's my daughter, so you know she didn't quit until she had another job, right? So she had already gone to a local office that was close to where she lived. And it was a family practice. They'd interviewed her. They'd hired her. Of course, Don and I, of course, they would hire her. She's wonderful. So here she had that job, and she went back to her first doctor to give her notice. Well, he was shocked. She's like, I've been telling you, X, Y, and Z, I've asked you to do something. You haven't done anything. I get upset when I see this because I know this is not what you want, and yet there are no consequences. And he came back with a very large salary increase and some offers of options and things. So Kristen right now is trying to figure out, okay, I don't want to be that person that gets a job and then goes back and says, no, I'm going to go back to my office. But she really likes the dentist that she works for, and she really enjoys the practice. So she's going back and forth. I'm trying to stay out of the way. I'm trying to ask her some questions. In my mind, I'm thinking if that man who is in charge of it didn't address the issues before, he probably isn't going to address them again. But I need her to discover that on her own. Why? Because at this stage of life, my age and her age, she needs to discover God's truth on her own. When she was in my care, I spoon-fed her. But now, I just pray and say, okay, Lord, let her see it, let her see it, let her see it, and encourage her to live her life. When we look at New Beginnings Church, and some of you in the audience have been to Israel with us, and you see the... Um, how shall I say it? Well, the notoriety, the fame, the, the love that the Jewish people have for Pastors Larry and Tiz when they know everything that they have done. Because when we collect money and pastor says it's going to go to a project, it goes to that project. And so whether or not they live outside of Jerusalem and there's some place where we've planted argon trees to save a whole community that didn't have any way of making a living and the argon, argon, argon how do you say it? Argon oil, okay. Argon nut falls off the tree, so it's not like it's really hard. Old people could have a living that way because they would just go gather the nuts and then have them processed. Or the, the vineyard that we planted, um, the olive vineyard, the wine vineyard. I mean, all the projects that we have. So it's touched a number of people in different locations. So all of a sudden, people are realizing that this isn't a man who just comes over to talk, but it's somebody who gives, now, the Jewish community, um, they kind of view us as, um, no, I'm not talking about the whole Jewish, Jewish community, those who have projects. When they see what we give to Aliyah uh, and some of the other things, then they figure that we have big bank accounts. And I don't think what people understand is that Pastor Larry pays very close attention to what project God wants us to work on next. And we don't have the money. And when he starts teaching then the Spirit of God moves on the people around the world who watch our church service or Larry and Tiz on Daystar or any of the other programs that we're on, and they give. 
how long have we been with pastor? I mean, I have never seen it not work. Not because he's that good, but because he's got an ear and he listens to what God says. And there are some projects that when we filter through and present to him, I'm thinking, oh, this is slam dunk. And pastor will look at it and talk with John and Scott. It's like, nope, not, not going to do that one. It's like, really? It was a good one. And then it's like, huh, okay. He's not going to do the good. He's going to do the God stuff. So as I watched this and tried to figure out, you know, how all this works, it's like, it's real simple. God gave us scripture on how to live. The problem is we don't want to go back to basics. Now, uh, Bear Bryant, um, pastor, talks about him all the time. Every time he had a new season starting, he would go back and hold up a football and say, gentlemen, this is a football. And he would go through all of the basic steps of the game of football, of team building, of team playing, what his team stood for, how he wanted them to act. And he would go through everything again. So as I'm looking at the material that God gave me, and it's like, okay, this is kind of like Bear Bryant, isn't it? We're going back to the beginning. Because don't you know, sometimes we've missed a step. We've done a couple of things, and then we kind of hopped over something. So let's go back. The move that happened in the college, what started that move of God? Does anybody know? Pardon me? Repentance. Yeah. One, one kid. One kid. One young man who went forward during worship and started crying out to God, repenting for things that he had done. That's a clue. Here in Texas, we call that a clue. Why would God's spirit drop when there was repentance? Well, let's go to a Bible story in the Old Testament. <clears throat> when King David was uh, on his cul-de-sac of weirdness, had the affair with Bathsheba, killed her husband. I mean, really? If you read the story, all of us have got a better past than that. So it's like, hallelujah, God forgave him and loved him, so there's hope for me. Um, the Holy Spirit was not around then. The Holy Spirit at that time kind of dropped in and out. Uh, it wasn't until after Jesus died and was resurrected that he sent the Holy Spirit to be in us. So it took a prophet by the name of Samuel to go to tell David. If you know the story, most everybody in this room is biblical sound enough to know. So he went through a story that he knew David would understand about uh, a man who had just one little lamb and then a man who had a whole bunch of sheep. That story allowed David's heart to break, and that's when he repented and got reconnected to God. I would probably say that most of us, well, even in the last month, God has given us something that he wanted us to repent about. And we just kind of, oh yeah, I forgave that person. Yeah, you know, and shoved it aside. <laughs> so I'm just going to take a minute. If Pastor Wanderson were teaching this morning, he'd flip on his phone and he would have soothing music going back and forth to help you uh, get into the, the role. But um, I don't have that, but I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to each and every one of us. So I'm going in this exercise too. So I just want us to bow our heads and be open to whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Heavenly Father, we come into your throne room right now. And Lord, we are so thankful that you accept us as we are. But Father, we love you so much. We don't want to stay the way we are. Right now, send your Holy Spirit into this room, Heavenly Father. 
every single person. Lord, give them one thing, just one, that they need to repent for. Thank you, Father. Amen. I have my one, and I'm not going to ask anybody for your one, <laughs> so you don't have to panic here. But um, if you have something to write it down on, write it down. Use initials if it's something you don't want anybody to understand. Just pull out a piece of paper and just write it down. What is it? Mine's the name of a person, so I'm going to write that person's name down. That's the beginning point. That's the point that says this is a football. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. But there's that one thing that separates you from walking in the life that I have designed for you. And when everybody in here is walking in the life that God's designed for us, then his Holy Spirit can come on all of us. I have a new team that I'm putting together. Um, anybody is welcome to join. You just come and ask me. Um, it's called the Welcome Team. And they're going to wear a little lanyard with a little green Welcome Team on it. Uh, hold yours up, Trace. Is it real? Ready? Yeah. So it's not horribly ugly. It's just, there, welcome team. And you say, why would you have them wear a lanyard? Well, if you're greeting people or welcoming people, you know, because Tom and Connie are in the back as greeters, and you're coming in, and they're ushers and so forth, so that you, there's a point of contact. But sometimes I'm talking to Tom and Connie, and somebody comes in behind me, and so they don't get a point of contact. But somebody on the welcome team will. And it's kind of creepy if you just walk up to somebody who's brand new and go, hey, glad you're at church today. And they're like, oh, my gosh, get away from me. But if you have a lanyard on that says welcome team, then at least they know, oh, they're part of the welcome team. That's why they're being so aggressive. So these will be people who will wander through the sanctuary. Uh, eventually, each one will have a section. And they will have with them the handout that we have with all of the events coming to, uh, at New Beginnings. And they'll be able to talk to people. Why? Because God is bringing new people to New Beginnings. They're here every Sunday, but they just don't kind of get plugged in. And so they come in and they go back out. I don't think it's anyone's fault, but I do think that we can put in more structure, more happy faces, more points of contact so that if somebody comes in, there's somebody that they can talk to. Now, I bet you that if uh, I talk to Connie and Tom, they can tell me exactly who comes through their door every single Sunday. They know where they sit, who they bring with them, and what they do. So the person that's going to be close to their area is going to be somebody who will talk to Tom and Connie. And they may get here after Tom and Connie are there, and they go, have you seen anybody new come in? Okay. And then just make a point of contact. Because we were built as a building um, for a radio, I mean, a television studio, we were not a normal building. And it's kind of hard to know, you know, which end Ignite's on and which end Kid City's on. Actually, Kid City's on two different ends. Uh, where the men's restroom is, because you assume there's several. And where the women's restroom is. <laughs> um, how to get a free cup of coffee. Uh, what our bookstore is all about. Oh, you mean I can go to the Welcome Center and Pastor Liddy has put together a welcome packet and it's not too big. I can kind of just tuck it under my arm or in my handbag and take it out. Oh, okay. So if all of us know about those points of contact, then it gets us a better chance of being able to pull somebody in and add them to the church. Now, I told you that Troy's material was going to be used today. So he's got different scriptures 
um, that have to do with life, and we will only use a few of them, but you're welcome to take all of them. But the scripture that I'm going to be teaching from today is probably familiar to all of you. And I teach from Amplified. But the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence accomplishes is love, joy, and peace. We're only going to look at three of them today. Love, joy, and peace. Love, joy, and peace. Pastor Tiz teaches that where the spirit of unity is, God commands his blessing. There has to be peace in order for the spirit of unity to land. There are plenty of reasons for us to get upset every single Sunday about something that's going on here at New Beginnings. If we've got that tendency, we're going to see what's going wrong. If you have that, how shall I put it? If you have that way of looking that says, that's just not right, then you stand a chance of having the spirit of unity, the spirit of peace eliminated from your your presence. We have to fight in order to keep those things in our life. We have to fight to be able to say, I will love this person that comes into church. I will love the person that cut in front of me in traffic. I will love the person that is being obnoxious in the grocery store. I will drive by Target and love the people that are there shopping. Bless them, Father. Bless them. Bless them. Now, love does not mean acceptance. And that's where a lot of Christians go off track. If I love my children then I will fight to protect them. I will not allow someone to do something to them that will harm them. So as believers, taking a look, whether it be political, our voting, whatever, we need to say, who am I to love? And God said in his word, love your neighbor. But what's the second part of that scripture? As yourself. (laughs) Okay, that doesn't mean that we open borders and bring people in and feed them and take care of them. Maybe we can have that happen after we take care of veterans and children and make sure that what we have here in America is something that's in a a place that God can bless. God didn't withdraw from us. We kicked him out. Just piece by piece by piece. So Maybe it's as simple as figuring out, gee, Pastor Troy said that here in Texas, uh, the schools, by law, if I take this picture that Hobby Lobby puts together for me, and God we trust, they have to hang it. So maybe it's as easy as finding one of those at Hobby Lobby and taking it to a school that's by you, and not walking in in defiance, but walking in with some love and grace. And just say, you know, I know we are loving everybody, but I would really appreciate it if you would obey the law and would hang this somewhere in the school so that the kids know that in God we trust. And maybe that's all God's going to ask you to do. Maybe he's going to ask you to go with Troy down to the Capitol to talk about different things that are going on down there. Maybe he's going to ask you to revisit all of the teaching that Troy did uh, as far as biblical citizenship. Maybe he's going to stir you up and say, okay, I need to find out more about how to run for an office. In the month of July, all of the Wednesday nights are going to be about how to run for a political office. I'm not talking about governor. I'm talking about a city council. When we put our road sign out that, you know, kind of changes, 
Pastor Larry had a vision for what it was going to be. And then we ran everything past the city council. We can't have anything that's a movie. We can't have anything that is moving. It's very limited on what they will allow us to have. And pastor goes, yeah, but right down in Irving, they've got that same thing, and it's moving, and yeah, different city council. So it could be as simple as running for city council in order to have a vote that allows some things to happen. You see, in order to get on the path, we have to start somewhere. (laughs) And maybe that this is a football is nothing more than learning which opportunity God is calling me to do. Understanding which step he wants me to take at this point in my life. Understanding how he might want me to change just a, a couple of things in order to change the atmosphere so that the Spirit of God can hit us again. See, in Portland, we saw it happen. There was a Sunday when Pastor Larry said he was going to anoint people. And I was on staff, but I was not on the inner circle of staff at that time. And so I saw one of the worship leaders uh, on stage, and um, he started moving his hand. And, and every place that he moved his hand, everybody was falling down. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And then Pastor um, had some oil, and one of his people were with him. And he's walking through the sanctuary, <clears throat> and his idea was you know, to anoint people. But he touched his hand, and when he raised it, the whole row went down. Now... Don and I had been attending different churches before we got to New Beginnings, and so we had seen that happen in other places. So after service, I'm running up to the worship leader because we were friends with him, and I said, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. And his eyes were just really big, and I said, you know, when did, when did you get that? He said, that's the first time that's ever happened in my life. So I'm stepping back, and it's like, what happened that all of a sudden the Spirit of God's going, I'm going to move through him and her and him and him? God said there was repentance. I didn't see it. I didn't see anybody at the altar, but somebody repented somewhere, and God was able to step in and move, and it was a huge manifestation. And by the way, all of us that slept on the floor, nobody got hurt. Nobody even ran a nylon because it was that many years ago, you know, that you didn't, that you wore, some of us wore nylons. So that lets me know that it can happen at any time if the people, your leadership, if the people will say, Lord, show me what, I want, what you want me to do. Forgive me for where I've missed a step. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. What I did this morning on the way to church is covered by the blood. <laughs> I'm right here right now, and I want to do your will. So that's where we are today. Take a look at the name that you wrote down or the situation that you wrote down that you're going to for- ask God for forgiveness for. Repent for that. Repent maybe for a grudge that you've carried or something that happened that... You figured it was not your fault, but it's like, I don't know, Lord, if I did anything to open up any door, I'm sorry. Repent just to get rid of it. And then next week we'll talk about tackling and blocking, because now we know what a football is. And we'll walk through these next Sundays about how to bring the power, the Spirit of God, into our lives and our church. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you brought these people here today. Father, we know that you love us, and we know that we're on our way to heaven. But more importantly, Father, we want to get heaven here on earth. We want to be the ones, Lord, that that bring your spirit, where we can walk through not only bringing people to salvation, Father, but, but healing and deliverance, 
Thank you that you have given us a pathway that, that we now know that there's fruit of the Spirit. We need to have that fruit, love and joy and peace. Let that be our focus this week. Let us look with loving eyes on who to protect. Let us look at peace. Let us figure out joy. And, Father, bring us back together again next Sunday as we together pull the presence of you into our everyday life and into this ministry. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you.